1: Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports, Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, November 25th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. That's why I talk about him every single day because I want you to have as healthy a mouth as I do. Give him a call, 317 849 2933. News out of the Colts Eric Ebron, he's going to miss the rest of the season. He's having double ankle surgery and he's got problems in both he's going to get it all cleaned up at once and he's going to be healthy again for 2020 but he's done for 2019 this is not addition by subtraction eric ebron presents massive matchup problems for opposing defenses yes he drops passes once in a while he drops too many passes he talks too much all those things are true but that does not mean that the colts are going to be a better team without him to the contrary They're not going to be a better team without him, not even close. Ross Travis, he's been signed to the the, uh, uh, active roster as a result of Ebron going on IR, so at least it's a a familiar face, a guy who's very, very familiar with Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni's offense. They play Tennessee this weekend, Tennessee and the Colts tied for second in the AFC South. The Colts must win this game. You lose this game. I don't think he got a chance to win the AFC South, and I don't think he've got a chance to be a wild card. They have gone from being in a commanding position at five and two to being in a not so commanding position at six and five. This is really in some ways kind of the reverse of what happened last year. They began last year's season at one and five and then came storming back to post a ten and six record. This team, they got off to the 5-2 and two record, and all of a sudden, they're 6-5, and five. and if they lose this game coming up on, on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans, you know what? They're going to be in third place in the AFC South, and that's going to be a tough mountain to climb. There's no doubt about that. Tonight, the Pacers, they host Memphis. That means John ja Morant coming to Bankers Life Fieldhouse for the only time this year. I guess he's pretty good. I haven't seen him play yet. People say he's electric. Okay, he's electric. You know what he is also? He's the point guard for a bad basketball team. Memphis, they're 5-10 and 10 on the season. Pacers ought to be able to whoop up on the Grizzlies. This is a stretch of the schedule where the Pacers have an opportunity to do some real good, especially now with Malcolm Brogdon being back. He should be back tonight. And so you've got the Grizzlies tonight. You've got the Utah Jazz on Wednesday night. And then on Friday night, the Atlanta Hawks visit. And really, at that point, the Indiana Pacers should be 11-6 and six on the season. Right now, they're 8-6. and six. They should be 11-6. and six. This is a time where they can get it together against some of the worst teams in the NBA. Utah, actually, really, really pretty good. But other than that, this stretch is a nice one for the Indiana Pacers. Hopefully, they can stack some wins so that Victor Oladipo, when he comes back, He is maybe the last piece of a puzzle that can be really, really good in the Eastern Conference. Also tonight, Butler at Mizzou. Butler, you can see how how Butler and Indiana have put together their schedules kind of differently. Butler playing Missouri tonight on the road, a true road game. Indiana not, not playing a lot of true road games in this preseason. In fact, none. They've got neutral site games, they've got home games at Simon Scott Assembly Hall, including tonight's game, and then they've got Big Ten games on the road, and that's about it because Archie Miller does not want to lose games, right? He wants to go 7-0 and during November and put his Hoosiers in a position where they're going to win 20 games. Hopefully, if they're worth a damn and they don't suffer a bunch of injuries, you kind of guarantee yourself uh, of 20, 21, 23 wins, somewhere in that neighborhood, and at that level, going into the Big Ten tournament, you got a hell of a chance to qualify for the NCAA tournament, and that's where the Hoosiers need to get if Indiana fans are going to accommodate a continued positive relationship with Archie Miller. Archie knows that, and so the schedule, there it is. You get these seven games against bad teams. Anyway, Butler, as I was saying, 7 o'clock tonight, they play at Mizzou. They also have played Minnesota, both major conference teams who have an ability to win basketball games. Butler gets his win tonight. That's pretty good. That's a nice resume builder. Indiana playing against Louisiana Tech, 830 at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Holy crap, right? You got to be able to beat Louisiana Tech. This, I don't care whether they're 4-1. and I don't care if they're 16-0. This is not a good basketball team. They have trouble hitting three-pointers. They are not good from the foul line. They are really good at stealing the basketball. So as long as Indiana takes good care of their offensive possessions and they don't turn them into turnovers, you're in good shape in this game. Indiana, I think, is going to win this one in a walk. I don't care what their Ken Palm rating is. That Ken is somewhere in the 70s, 80s. At least it's not in the 200s or higher because that's what Indiana has been playing through the first five games of this season. They got they got guys, not tall guys. You would hope that Joey Brunk's going to be able to get off a little bit being 6'10" 6'11". Uh, this team from Louisiana Tech, their primary guys are all between 5'11" and 6'7". Uh they balanced they have good balanced scoring. Yeah, they got three guys averaging between or four guys, 10.2 and 11 points a game. So they play as a a team, and hopefully they play poorly as a team tonight, and Indiana gets the W. Saturday, Indiana got beat against Michigan, and I'm still salty about it because what Indiana did through its last two possessions, I frankly didn't understand. They were down 25. They chose to go for it, fourth and goal from the four. They crapped out, but what you had to do, you had to score points. If you go from 25 to 22, you have created an opportunity for you to catch Michigan with three scores rather than four scores. It's the score that mattered, not necessarily touchdown versus field goal. And then in the last possession, which lasted more than eight minutes and exhausted the rest of the clock, Indiana, 13 plays, 12 of them were runs. What are you doing? You're great at running the clock out with eight minutes left when you're down 25. I don't know what that possibly can do for you that is seen as positive. For the people in the stands who are thinking, hey, we got a one in a thousand chance to win this thing, so let's stick around and see if magic happens. And this, you just run the football and you exhaust the clock. I I understand from a pragmatic perspective, you want to be as healthy as you can be going into that game at ross Aid Stadium this weekend against Purdue. You want to win this one, and and the game against Michigan was already over. The odds of you winning that game were just insanely long, but you know what? Don't you owe it to your team to fight? No matter what happens, no matter how long the odds, no lo- no matter how steep the climb, let's go. Let's fight. Let's go out on our sword. Not just kind of... Run the ball for eight minutes, call it a day, get in the locker room and, and get some dry clothes on. I don't understand. I, I've never seen that. I've got to be honest. I've watched a lot of college football, a lot of pro football. I have never seen that. I've never seen a coach willfully executing a game plan with eight minutes left that made it actually impossible for his team to win when there was any sliver of hope whatsoever going into that last eight minutes. So... It is what it is. The Indiana Fever, they're going to name a coach tomorrow at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. We'll see who that is. And the high school state finals are coming up. And there's a a terrific team in 5A we're going to talk about today. And we're going to talk to their coach in just a moment. New pal, the Dragons. You've got Charlie Spiegel. 54 touchdowns this season. 54 touchdowns. He's averaging 25.1 points per game. This is football. If that was basketball, he would be Mr. Basketball based upon 25.1 points per game. It's football. He has run for over 3,000 yards on just over 300 attempts. He's averaging per game 231.4 yards. He's averaging 9.8 yards per carry. Unbelievable what Charlie Spiegel has been able to do for the new pal dragons and let's talk to Kyle Ralph the head coach of the dragons. Kyle you don't lose a lot what what's your what's the special sauce for new pal? Uh,
0: I think a lot of it is our kids are really hard workers they've done a great job in my time here we've got staff continuity I've had most of the same staff since I've been here and I think the familiarity of that from start to finish as those kids grow up is is a big deal. What's the thing about Charlie Spiegel that makes him so special? Uh, the work he puts in every day is incredible, from the weight room to the practice field, attention to detail, taking things so seriously, um, his ability to take co- coaching, hard coaching, and then obviously you're talented. I mean, he is a really talented kid, but you know, the work he puts in from Monday through Thursday is what gets him the product that everyone sees on Friday. You know, I watched you guys to play against Cathedral, and he looked plenty fast enough for me. Sometimes he's criticized for not being fast, but he ran away from those DBs. I'm not sure what people are looking for in that regard, but again, he doesn't really care about that stuff right now. He's focused on our season and finishing things out the way he wants them done, and um, he'll deal with college when it's time for that. How do you get your team ready to play a last game? This is a win or lose, this is it. You know, it's interesting because there's a finality to everything now. No matter what happens, you're done. So, you know, our kids have worked really hard all year long. They've worked hard since last December after we won in 2018. They came back and got to work in December, and, you know, this is it. You've got to – everyone's sore, everyone's tired, everyone's banged up, but that's football at this stage of the game. So you got to put those things to the side and give every ounce of whatever you've got right now to try to win one more. You guys travel really well. New pal- I mean, success is one thing, but the, the way the community embraces your program. Yeah, our program, you know, the support that we get from our community is incredible, and, and it's part of that that small-town feel where most of our kids have grown up there. They've played there their whole lives since first grade in our NPCFL program. They, they play at our junior high. They come to the high school, and, you know, a lot of them have aunts and uncles that live in New power nearby. You've got family that comes in from around the area. Um, you know, it, it's just we try to represent our program and our community, most importantly, in our school really, really well. And our kids do things the right way, not just winning and stuff, but our kids do the right things on and off the field it it makes them want to come out and support what we're putting out there a whole lot more so yeah everyone loves a winner and they want to come and watch great games we've been fortunate enough to play in some big ones so um you know i think that atmosphere though of of the investment from start to finish that our kids are are starting and finishing 12 years of football in our community is something that they all stand and rally behind and it's really special do you feel like regardless of class you guys have the best program the best team in the state I'm not really worried about that right now. We're just trying to win this last game. I mean, people can say what they want, and all those matchups are hypothetical as it is. So our goal is just to win a 5A championship this year, and everyone else can deal with that other stuff if they want to. That's Kyle Ralph, head coach for the New Pal Dragons, who are going to take on Valpo this Friday
1: night at Lucas Oil Stadium. Listen as Kyle Ralph is in his seventh year as a head coach at New Pal. He is 87-4 and during those seasons. His first, his first work as a head coach in high school football, and he has lost four games in seven years, coaching a, a really good kid, like we said, in Charlie Spiegel, who, I, if you're Indiana and you haven't offered this kid, I don't understand what you're doing. Because this kid, whatever, I, I hear things like he's not fast enough. I saw the game between New Pal and Cathedral. He was fast enough to run away from Cathedral's defensive secondary multiple times. That's fast enough for me. What what do you need? Do you need Tevin Coleman's speed always in order to get recruited in Indiana? Go get Charlie Spiegel. Make everybody happy. Offer him a scholarship and let's go. I know he he, he kind of looks like a fullback. But you know what? He has run for an extraordinary number of yards during his high school career. I just don't get it. Anyway, Kyle Ralph, one of the really, really good dudes. We're going to talk to uh, the coach from Chittard, we'll do that tomorrow, and then we'll preview with the coaches from Carmel and Center Grove, we'll preview that matchup on Wednesday, I'm looking forward to that, John Hebert and Eric Moore, two of the very best to do it, and they really enjoy each other, and so these two Mick teams uh, battling for the state championship in 6A is altogether appropriate. Uh, Sports nothing, but sports is always brought to you by the great people of Today's Dentistry, who also bring you every morning, uh, breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning's breakfast with Kent on Facebook live of course at eight o'clock straight up as always and then immediately following that we do it again on Periscope live which you can access via Twitter my Twitter feed at Kent Sterling join me tomorrow morning we'll talk about this and a whole bunch more stuff we'll talk about the Colts news breaking out on West 56th Street we got the games tonight gonna break it all down tomorrow morning join me